0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, everyone. My name is Marnie Og and I'm the director of Dark Sky Traveller. I'm passionate about the night sky and preserving this wonderful natural asset for future generations. One of the best ways to experience the night sky is simply to go outside and look up. You don't need a telescope or an astronomy degree, just a little curiosity, an area away from right outdoor lights and hopefully a clear sky. For the next few minutes, I'll be guiding you through the heavens above. If you need a minute or two to get comfortable, grab a blanket, Turn off the porch lights, and press pause now, and come back when you're ready. If you don't have access directly to the night sky where you are now, you can listen and imagine the night sky above you, perhaps recalling a special night you once saw the night stars twinkling down from above. Tonight we'll be looking for a well-known Greek constellation called Orion, but before we begin, I'd like to do so by acknowledging the First Nations people, who have gazed at the night sky for tens of thousands of years, and pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. Western culture tends to think that astronomy started with Galileo when the telescope was invented, but Aboriginal people have been described as the world's first astronomers as they have been studying the sky for tens of thousands of years. Just as scientists use telescopes to expand the understanding of the universe today, the First Nation people have been intimately studying the night sky gathering awareness of the world and the environment around them. One of the most common spoken about Aboriginal constellations is the emu in the sky. There are over 400 language groups of Aboriginal Australians and almost as many different stories related to the emu in the sky. Unlike Greek constellations, which require a great deal of imagination to make out a shape using the stars, Aboriginal astronomy focuses on the dark patches between the stars. Unfortunately, Yemu is not visible in the sky in January, but we'll come back out in a few months' time and look up to the heavens, and look to the area most filled with stars. This is the Milky Way, or the blade of our galaxy, which we are looking across. To find the emu, look for the four familiar stars of the Southern Cross, and look around it for a dark smudge. Without too much creativity, you'll see the head of a bird, then its body trailing behind it. The night sky had a very practical application as a calendar to the Aboriginal people, as it told them when to hunt and gather food, but was also a valuable spiritual guide. Elders told stories about objects in the sky relaying lessons that would be ingrained in the younger people, reinforcing community and culture. The heavens above meant as much to them as immediate earth below connecting living things and the deceased. Sadly, due to things like light pollution and disconnection from land and assumption of Western traditions, much of the richness of the Aboriginal culture with the night sky has disappeared. Now that we've been out here a little while, We've become dark adapted you've probably noticed that it's easy to see things around you now and maybe the stars seem a little brighter your eyes take about 20 to 30 minutes to fully adapt to the dark so you could stay out a little while longer afterwards and see how much more you can see then okay let's look for Orion It's bright enough that you should be able to find it, even if you're in the city. Orion is a western constellation named after Orion the Hunter in Greek mythology. It is one of the most prominent as its large, located on the celestial equator, an imaginary sphere that aligns with the Earth's equator, and is visible throughout the whole world. For us, in the Southern Hemisphere, this fierce hunter of the sky is upside down, making him rather less threatening. Looking north and overhead, try to locate the straight line of three stars in Orion's belt. You may know this patch of sky as the saucepan. Once you've found this, you can look wider and you might see two bright stars in the constellation. A blue-white one, called Rigel, which makes up the hunter's right foot, and a large red one named Betelgeuse. This is his right shoulder. Remember, he's upside down. Both stars are thought to be 773 and 724 light years away, respectively. That means the light coming from the host star left over 700 years ago and is only just reaching the Earth and your eyeball now. So in many ways you're looking back in time, seeing what took place in our universe hundreds of years ago. In fact, there is even light reaching Earth from billions of years ago, arriving from distant galaxies and hot gas from the early universe. This is just too faint for us to see with our naked eye, and needs large telescopes and sensitive instruments for astronomers to detect. And the light that misses Earth and our telescopes? Well, that can keep travelling for billions of years. Pretty special, right? Okay, let's get back to our activity. Now that you've found Orion, take a look around the constellation. How many stars can you see? Are there lots of little points of light around it? Or just the big main stars? Maybe it's hard to find Orion because you've got so many stars in the night sky. The number of stars that you can see are determined by a number of factors. The most obvious, cloud cover. But there are other things that can stop you seeing the night sky too, like light pollution. Have you ever tried to look at the night sky in the city? It's hard right? Well that is the product of wasted light going up to the stars, creating a film that even the most powerful telescopes can't see through. Simply turning off your outdoor lights or only using them when you need to can make an enormous difference and will mean that you can see many more stars from your own backyard and that your kids will be able to see them too in the future. All right, that's just about it for me now, but I'd like to leave you with one last thought. You remember the light from Betelgeuse has taken over 700 years to reach us? Well, our light at night is heading out into the universe too.